Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the 2022 Wrestling Observer Awards. They just came out. They just dropped on Thursday. Actually, sorry, this morning, I believe it was. Chaos online. People are going nuts. Um, some people are happy with the results, some people not happy. Of course, that's what you're always going to get with these awards. But it's going to be fun to look at these awards and and kind of analyze them. Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? We're going to talk about... I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the awards. I'm not going to talk about uh, some of the negative awards. You know, I'm not going to really pay attention to those. I'm not a really big fan of those. It's always kind of um, weird to vote for those. But um, we're going to just kind of... Because I don't want this podcast to go on for too long. But, you know, I want to keep it around an hour long, maybe a little less. So we're going to talk about the main ones. And um, and I'm, I can't wait to hear everyone else's feedback. On I'm still digging through. I'm still reading through. I saw Paul Paul Fontaine's uh, response. And, and when I saw that the Observer Awards came out today, I was thinking, like, oh, man, I should do a show on that. Paul will be the perfect guy for a co-host, but it's just our, our you know, I don't think uh, well, the show needs to go up pretty fast. When I'm recording it the next day. I can't, you know, can't sync up with Paul, but we should definitely do one in the future um, regarding uh, these awards. We're going to plan it out more, better now for next year. But, um, but yeah, so let's dive in. Let's not waste any more time. The 2022 Wrestling Observer Rest of the year, as voted by the Wrestling Observer's readers, John Moxley is your Wrestler of the Year for 2022. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, Will Ospreay. Number four, Okada. And number five, Siri. Siri, the girl from uh, Stardom. I hope I said her heard incorrectly i apologize I don't, I don't really watch a lot of st- stardom so i don't really know the competitors that much i think my cat's trying to chime in right now her her opinion on their awards ah, man I, I think this is one they got wrong john moxley number one over roman reigns ah i just you know moxley i think a lot of people probably voted for him because when uh the cm punk young bucks kenny omega thing blew up and Tony was left without a, a champion. Of course, CM Punk was also hurt. So even there wasn't a big old locker room fight. CM Punk was got the vacated title anyways. Um, but, you know, after the locker room fight, Tony was out, you know, CM Punk. He was out Kenny Omega. He was out the Young Bucks. So he was he needed a, someone to carry the ball and right the ship. And he went with John Moxley. And Moxley did a very good job as champion filling in. I thought he did he did good. I don't think it was a great run. Um, I thought you know some you know his matches are you know this <laughs> kind of overrated by a lot of people that I see. I mean they they some can be good, some can be you know really overrated. Uh, a lot of them don't even make sense when it comes to. The, a lot of the brawling on the outside and and the, the total lack of the rules and he just you know it's just you know he's out there for like a minute and thirty on the floor and it's not a no disqualification no 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 rules match now not even a no rules match excuse me it has it's a, a match with rules and he's out there for a minute thirty just doing stuff on the floor because because he can and, and no one's gonna say anything if I was Tony Khan I'd say count that fucker out that's what I that's what I would do. But uh, you know, it's it's just I just drives me insane when the, the lack of professionalism just because you need to get your stuff in, right? Um But man, Moxie over Roman Reigns, especially in twenty twenty two, I just that's not a good call. Roman Reigns should definitely be the wrestler of the year. I'm surprised he didn't really just I thought he was gonna be a, a, a an easy shooting for this award. I thought he would have like the most votes in it. I don't understand why people didn't see. I know a lot of people might have judged the first half of the year, but I thought the first half of the year was fine. You know, he was, you know, he was in the feud with Rollins and had good matches there. Uh, you know, he did the program with uh, Lesnar. And then when Triple H got the book, 
right around what SummerSlam time was SummerSlam's uh, Triple H's first big show. Roman and Lesnar had that wild, wild last man standing match, which was, you know, highly rated and, and uh, a match that people remember for a very long time because of the finish with the with the Brock Lesnar get the forklift out and uh, you know <laughs> jacking up the ring and and Roman taking that awesome bump. I was in the ring out, out to the floor. I just thought that was great. That match, what's what a wonderful match. Um, his match with. Uh, True McIntyre at uh, Clash of the Castle. Really good match. I know a lot of people were not happy with the finish, but at the same time, you know, looking looking back, it, that's probably a bad call, the way we were going and where we are going with, with Roman Reigns to WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes. With, now, looking back, it is a bad call. I thought the call was, at the time, correct. And, and I think they're... I think they're just, they're doing a great job keeping Roman so dominant until Cody beats him. But I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Can you imagine if Cody doesn't beat him? I don't. I think that's going to be that's the bad call. If Cody does not beat him, that's the bad call. But you know, he had a great match with Logan Paul at the Crown Jewel pay per view. Um, the War Games match fell short, but other than that, he had a hell of a year. He was the he's the top star in the company. Um, uh, attendance was up with the WWE and part of the uh, being on fire is the bloodline group the angle was in and the stuff with Sammy and and you know the he's just the top guy I don't understand why he he didn't get rest of the year it just it's that that was that's crazy to me absolutely crazy and even if you don't like the WWE you have to recognize you know what Roman's doing and, and what he's done this year, he, and even the even the fans that don't watch dub, they say they they don't like WWE. They watch AEW. <laughs> they watch both. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, people, because those same people that just bag on WWE just happen happen to be always tweeting about WWE pay per views at the same time. But they, you know, they're just not fans. They just, you know, they're just checking in. So that, that always cracked me up. So again, for, right off the bat. 2020 rest of the year, John Moxley, the winner, but I, I believe the voters got it wrong. 2022 most outstanding rest of the year. This is the uh, in-ring work performer. Uh, uh, basically the best in-ring for the full calendar year. Uh, the winner was Will Ospreay, followed by number two, Brian Danielson, number three, Okada, number four, Speedball, Mike Bailey, I kind of feel there should be a lot of more people on that list before speed bomb Mike Bailey and uh, John Moxley. Um, uh, Will Ospreay, he had a great year in the ring. A lot of great matches in Japan. Um, a lot of people really enjoyed his match at Forbidden Door with Orange Cassie. wasn't my deal, but on that show, after the show was over, when it came to top matches on that show, that's what people would say that was the show stealer was Will Ospreay. And um, and uh, Orange Cassie, the G1 final, hell of a match. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so in ring, he's and he oh, wrestled in uh, was that prog not progress? It was uh, Rev Pro versus uh, Michael Oku in uh, a, a really good match that got a lot of high praise, and even I think got was number ten on the list here of uh, match of the year contenders. Uh, so he had a hell of a year in ring and he's definitely improved greatly. Uh, I have seen his work as a heel, you know, when he first heard heel, you know, he was kind of, you know, really new, really green at it, but I think he's kind he's finally figured it out. And, uh, and then he, you know, of course already he had a tremendous match with Kenny Omega in the Tokyo Dome. So, I think they got this one right. I would say Will Ospreay, you know, outstanding rest of the year. I'm kind of, I don't, it kind of sucks to not see Gunther on this because he's had great match at a great match, no matter who he wrestles um, and continues to do that. It, to me, he is the best, probably pure wrestler in the world. Um, and I'm shocked he didn't make the top five here. Wrestling Observer 2022 Tag Team of the Year. 
Number one, and the winner, FTR. Number two, J. Mark Briscoe. Number three, the Young Bucks. Number four, the Usos. Number five, the Acclaimed. And I, again, I thought the uh, I thought the the fans got it right here with FTR, best tag team. They consistently had really good tag team matches all throughout 2022. Uh, their program with the Briscoe Brothers, their three match series, was fantastic. Um, I do think the Usos is way too fo- low as number four. I think they should probably be number two, even above the Briscoes. Um, because I just think, even though the Briscoes had that classic series of matches with FTR, I think Usos also, you know, throughout the year on a major stage had really good matches with a lot of various teams. Um, so I think, you know, I, I, I agree FTR best tag team this year and in 2022, but I think, uh, Uso should definitely be number, number two young bucks. I mean, most of the, their time back, well, they're gone for much of the summer. Their time back was in, uh, six man tag team matches, not pure tag team matches. Um, I'm trying to think if they did anything of note in the first part of the year. I felt like. They weren't much of a factor in that, from what I remember. So, yeah, I I think uh, I think the Young Bucks should be a lot lot lower on this list. Probably possibly number five, but I I, I could see them just being maybe you know because I think actually Clay was you know they started getting heating up and they probably could have been okay at number four. Now, Wrestling Observer 2022 Best on Interviews, the winner MJF. The runner-up, John Moxley. Number three, CM Punk. Number four, Sami Zayn. Number five, Eddie Kingston. All great promos on this list. Uh, MGF winning is, I feel, is a no-brainer. Uh, when he talks, you listen. Um, uh, I think if CM Punk would have competed this whole year, he probably would have won uh, won the uh, the award. But um, obviously, with the uh, Backstage issues they had in the in the fight. He's no you know, currently not performing on the in the, within AEW though he's still under contract. So I think NGF that was the right pick. So they they picked right there. Now this one's pretty controversial. Wrestling Observer 2022 Promotion of the Year. The winner AEW number two Stardom. Number three, WWE. Number four, New Japan. And number five, UFC. Man. Uh, and AEW won by a pretty far margin. 3,270 vote, uh, votes total. And Stardom was next with... Well, they had uh, they had uh, less votes, total votes than WWE, but they had more first place votes at, I guess, 273 how does WWE not win this year? Um, stuff with Vixen Man aside, I, I think you you kind of can't judge that against the company. That's Vince's craziness. But this year, twenty twenty two, especially the second half of twenty twenty two, real WWE has been on some tremendous momentum on the back of Roman Reigns. By the way. Again, should be rest of the year. Uh, record attendance is up. Where AEW's attendance is down. Um, I guess now they do premium live views. All those are going up. Um, ratings have been going up, especially the second half of the year, especially after Triple H is uh, taking over creative and the uh, and and. The bloodline storyline has been going up. How can they not be? How can they not be promotion of the year this year? Successful SummerSlam show at a stadium. Uh, successful show uh, in Cardiff at the Castle. The Clash of the Castle show, right? Like Survivor Series was up in, in viewership. Sellouts, like I said, sellouts happening. Now, like, like I said, house show business up, everything's up in 2022, and they don't win. I this is this doesn't make sense to me. 
And it kind of gets me questioning the, the, the voters here on this one. Who's voting this? Because how can how could they be number three? How can WWE be under stardom for God's sakes? That's just I mean, how can New Japan pro wrestling be under stardom? How can UFC be under stardom? Not knocking stardom. I think they're a good women's promotion and they have a strong a good fan base, but my goodness gracious, right? Like that just makes no sense at all. Wrestling Observer 2022 best weekly TV show. Number one, then the winner, AEW Dynamite. Number two, WWE SmackDown. Number three, AEW Rampage. Number four, New Japan Strong. And number five, Impact Wrestling. Cool to see Impact Wrestling on there because they definitely have improved their product, though. Right now, as I tape this, uh, there's a no surrender uh, pay per view going on, and and Mike Gilbert from the Brace for Impact podcast is like losing his shit over this. Apparently, it's this really bad Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer segment, which I kind of seen a little bit of it uh, posted online, but I now I really want to see the whole thing because uh, I've I've been enjoying Mike's uh, reaction to it on there, so I want to see what that's all about, but. Um, but yeah, just uh just I just again, AW Dynamite, you know, AW Dynamite I, I enjoy because it's such a chaotic show, but I enjoy because it can get so bad. It's entertaining, but then it can get so there can be moments of of really good, but it's never like consistent through the whole, you know, 2 hours, right? I think SmackDown should have won this year. I mean, the last few years it's it's hard to get me to watch a lot, you know, for for a while now, it's been hard to get me to watch WWE programming on a consistent basis. Um, uh, I was watching NXT for a very long time on a consistent basis. The when they went became NXT 2.0, and that really, I didn't enjoy that product. So like, I was enjoying my time of like not being stuck watching re- hours and hours of wrestling, a uh, modern wrestling at least, and. But I really enjoyed, but then I started getting watching SmackDown, and SmackDown was a really good show. Um, again, especially when when uh, the second half of the year when when uh, Triple H take over creative. To me, it's like I, you know, I watch SmackDown. I, I rarely fast forward stuff. There might be a segment or two that I do fast forward, but it's a it's a very well done show. The wrestling is generally very good. Of course, you have the you have Roman Reigns. On that show, uh, even if he's not wrestling, it's uh, which he really does wrestle on SmackDown. Like it's compelling. All his segments are the whole stuff with the Bloodline, Sami Zayn, very compelling stuff. Um, so how does this not win show of the year? I just don't get it. It's just it's uh, really AEW uh, heavy here, and I just don't. I just I mean, I'm not against it. Previous years, right? You know, WWE was was blah, and AEW was fresh and new and doing some exciting stuff. But 2022 was not their best year, and obviously, I think honestly, their worst year creatively, and uh, you know, has to be in some ways financially with the house. The the, the tapings are low. Look at, I mean, I know it's 2023, but look at I'm going to Dynamite on Wednesday, and it's like. Maybe four thousand people there. It's the first time in the market, and they're, they're you know, and they're doing four thousand people. I to me, I think they should be doing. I thought it should be doing a lot more. I thought, but but they're on it. They've been they've been down, and interest is, is lower than than ever. And that's not just started recently. It's been going on since honestly since their second half of the year, since the Punk and Omega Young Bucks blow up. Uh. It's been down, but but also been down creatively as well. And we'll talk about that when we talk about book of the year. Um, I just, I don't know. SmackDown should have this, this locked. Rampage, my God. Rampage is unwatchable at times, right? Like, it's just nothing happens. It's, it's about as exciting as WWE main event, you know? And that might even be better with some of the, 
NXT talent they've been bringing up lately. I haven't watched it, but I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just not a good show, and the ratings are just, just tanking and tanking as as the year goes on. Um, it's just, yeah, I just, I don't understand how they even made the top, top five. Um, I would say Impact Wrestling should be higher than that. Fuck, Wow Wrestling should be higher than Rampage. Just to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I think best week of TV show, the observer readers, in my opinion, got it wrong. My favorite category of the year, cause is the match of the year and the winner of the wrestling observer 2022 match of the year was Okada versus Osprey, the G one final number two was FTR versus Briscoe's three number, uh, uh, three was another Okada Osprey match from Wrestle Kingdom. Number four was another FTR Briscoe's match, the first of the meeting, and that's my favorite match of the year. Uh, and number five, uh, Gunther versus Sheamus from Clash the Castle. Uh, all five really great matches. Uh, I I can't argue with the winner, Okada Osprey G one final great match. Um. But I, to me, FTR and Briscoe's for me was the very best. I thought that was just special. I felt so special, and then they delivered. I thought a classic. So, uh, but I, you know, I think the Reasers are got it right on this one. I, I totally, I totally also agree that Osprey Okada G one final was a great match. United States slash Canada MVP. Your winner, John Moxley. Number two, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Number three, Chris Jericho. Ugh, that's the high. Number four, MJF. Number five, Brian Danielson. And I can see MVP, Moxley. They need someone to step up. They need someone to... Uh, uh, Fill that void all of a sudden they had when when CM Punk and you know the 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 Lee had their blow up. So he yeah, so he became very valuable to all elite wrestling. But again though, Roman Reigns, no Roman Reigns in twenty twenty two. How exciting would WWE be right now? You know what I mean? Like I I would think without Roman things things will be down in WWE and and even like just him on the show like him appearing on a smackdown maybe might not be on smackdown the night the week before he might be maybe uh might have a little promo or something or maybe he just has like a, a promo package but then the next week they say he'll be here live in attendance even just for a promo the ratings go up that week so uh I I understand John Moxley, but I, again, I feel Roman Reigns should be the MVP. Japanese MVP Okada, uh, was number one, he won. Uh, followed by Will Ospreay, Suri, Julia, Jay White, Yuki Yoshioka, Kenta Miyahara, Shingo Takagi, and Kazusada Higuchi. Um. Uh, yeah, Kata being the man in the, in New Japan, I I can't disagree here. Mexico MVP. Now I didn't really fall too much Lucha Libre this year, but the winner was El Hijo del Vikingo, followed by Mystico, followed by Ray Ray Phoenix, Atlantis Junior, Laredo Kid, Dragon Lee, and then Pentagon Junior. Um. I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know. I can't. I can't really. Uh, um, I can't really say because I haven't really been watching too much lucha libre these days. European MVP or Europe MVP number one, Will Osprey. He did start coming back, working a lot of the the European wrestling scene. Uh, Rev Pro. His match with Michael Oku, who's number two on this list. Number three is Ricky Knight Jr. Um, Ilya Dragunov, number number four. Uh, sucks that none of the WXW guys should be on there. Um, 
Archer should be on. Yeah, this is just, yeah, I'm not. I, okay, you got it right. I don't know. All right, winner of the Hodge Award for non heavyweight. So this is a junior heavyweight MVP. Number one, Viking, El, Vi- El Hijo de Viking, the Kingo, excuse me. Number two, Darby Allen. Number three, El Desperado. Number four, Speedball Mike Bailey. Number five, Ray Phoenix. Um, I kind of feel Darby should be up there on this one. Um, fight El Hijo del Vikingo. I mean, I've seen some of this stuff. A lot of it just is a lot of wacky high flying moves that just make no sense because the guy just usually stands there and waits for him. It just looks so choreographed and fake. Um, I you know, I guess. I guess they got it right. I don't know. To me, I think Darby on check it. Number sorry, Wrestling Observer 2022 Women's Wrestling MVP Suri. Number one, the winner. Number two, Bianca Belair. Number three, Jamie Hader. Number four, Julia. And number five, Kyrie. Uh, man, I would kind of vote Jamie Hader here because the. AEW Women's Division is just uh, not good. And they really need someone to kind of step up. And and Jamie Hader caught lightning in a bottle. And her work is good. Tremendous pa- you know, overall package. I think her promos are, are, are pretty good. It could be better. But I think the material she's getting is, is uh, not the best. Or the direction she's getting is not the best. Um. I mean, she was definitely the most valuable player when it comes to women's division for AEW, which is a division that a lot of people just don't like. And a lot of people just kind of wait till it's done. Or or, a lot of times, a lot of people just kind of turn out and come back after it's over. Uh, Because, but with Jamie Hayter, she's kind of made it interesting again as champion. Um after all the craziness with the title, the backstage drama with Thunder Rosa and the talent and Thunder Rosa getting hurt, dropping her title. Um, you know, Jamie Hader came in, got over and has, she's has something special, but they just need, they just need other people uh, on the roster to kind of really help her out. They, you know, like, like the Garrett was talking about with, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, why did they not go and and um and get her? You know, like they should have, you know, they need this division. And they both still might. It's not, you know. She says she only has like two more matches on her deal, which I which I thought was pretty shocking. But um but yeah, we'll see. You know, I think if she gets there, her matches with Jamie Hader will be pretty good. Um other people she'll be having to carry the load with, but uh, she definitely must need it. But right, I see for value, most valuable pair of women's wrestling, I had to go with Jamie Hader just because she, she, that's what that that division needed is is her, and she stepped up. Best box office draw: Roman Reigns. <laughs> number two, John Cena. Number three, CM Punk. Um, you know. Not wrong here with Roman Reigns' best box office draw, which I think also equals rest of the year too as well. Like, if they're the best box office draw and he's a champ and he's on top and he's wrestling pay-per-view main events, like, how is this guy not not uh, rest of the year? And his matches are good too as well. Like, he's a complete package. So, they got it right there. Wrestling is their feud of the year, 2022. Number one and the winner, FTR. Versus Briscoe Brothers, CM Punk versus MJF, number two. Number three, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Number four, Tam Nakano versus Natsupio. Natsupio? <laughs> I need Justin Nippers help here. Number five, the Elite versus the Death Triangle. Um, CM Punk versus MJF. Would be my pick for a rest, uh, rest, a feud of the year, excuse me. I just thought it was really good stuff. The matches were good. Uh, the promos were good. It was such old school wrestling. I loved it. Uh, 
But I also don't disagree with people voting for FTR versus Briscoes. Three tremendous tag team matches. But MGF and Punk, they had the you know the promos they had the in-ring stuff with the matches so i i i had to go with uh punk and, and mgf on that one <coughs> excuse me most improved winner the acclaimed number two mina shirakawa number three jamie hater number four wheeler yuda and number five dominic mysterio uh the acclaimed um i don't think they were really that much improved in the ring but they got themselves over and found their voice and found their connection to the AEW crowd and were given the opportunity. And I think they, they hit a home run and they're one of the, the most entertaining acts, not just in AEW, I think in wrestling right now, you know, I think they're a lot of fun and um, I'm a little worried about them coming in 2023 with them losing the belts and, their first after the first match after losing the belts they're not challenge they're challenging they have a rematch but there's also two other tag teams in it because it's really overbooked four way match pay per view but um but yeah they you know I think the voters got it right there with the acclaimed most charismatic the winner MGF runner up was Sami Zayn number three was Roman Reigns number four was CM Punk number five was Julia um. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Can't argue with MJF. He's very charismatic. Commands that camera. Commands your attention when he comes out to the ring. Uh, Sami Zayn, I think it should have been a little closer. It was 272 votes to the Sami's 126. Uh, there's a strong case for Sami this year, especially since he joined the Bloodline and the UC. Andre Ustuff stuff was tremendous. Uh, but I think MJF is a good choice. Wrestling Observer 2022 Brian Danielson slash Best Technical Wrestler Award. I love Brian Danielson. I know he's won this a lot of times, but I don't know if I don't like really like naming championships after people. Um unless they're passed away or something like that. But Brian's still wrestling and He's also still winning this award. He's he won it again this year, uh, and fault and runner up was a guy that's been kind of winning a bunch of these as well. Zach Sabre Jr., Dan Garcia, which I think is a pretty overrated uh, vote there at number three. Surrey at twenty with with number four, and then Josh Alexander, number five. Um, Brian Danson, I mean, yeah. I guess I can't argue with that. Um, Sabres, good technical wrestler. Trying to think if there's anyone else that kind of stood out. Um, uh, because I don't think a lot of people were watching NXT, but Axiom, the former uh, A-Kid, his matches have been phenomenal in uh, NXT, and he's a test a technical wizard. But he's not on the main roster, not featured, so I, you know, he's kind of his work is kind of lost. Um, but yeah, you know, Brian Anderson wins it again and again and again and again. Uh, so yeah, good pick. Uh, Wrestling Observer 2022 Bruiser Brody Memorial Best Brawler Award. See, this is where it fits, right? If you're naming an award or something, Bruiser Brody Memorial Award number one, John Moxley. I think Bruiser Brody would laugh at his. Uh, is a, is is brawling ability number two Tomohiro Ishii number three Minoru Suzuki number four Eddie Kingston and number five twenty uh no, sorry Gunther whoo I would kind of have Gunther a little bit higher maybe number one or number two um he's he's the complete package is brawling is brawling you know like when it a lot of people think brawling has to be like weapons and blood and wow, you know, it's just it's it's a physical uh physical match. Um look at Seamus should be on this, right? He's a good brawler. Um uh, you can kind of same with Drew McIntyre, right? Like um Moxley, he just goes out there and has these 
these quote unquote hardcore matches just to have them. And yeah, I don't know. I think, but then who knows how to rule brawl anymore? It's just that other than maybe Gunther, who I, who's really smart with it and makes it make sense. I, but it's a lost art. It's really is. You watch a lot of those old footage of Brody Hanson, uh, shoot Terry Gordy. Like it's it's uh, they're on there's another level. And like I said, I think the quality of work in wrestling, on wrestling today, is actually doesn't really hold up because yeah, they're more athletic, but I just don't the, the little things they're just not doing. And it's really showing as 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 I keep I've been diving deep in some deep stuff lately with uh some history uh wrestling history and watching the work watching the art of the cell watching the art of the brawl and it's just amazing how the quality has really went down athleticism is up but the but but the the in-ring psychology the work the performing has really got gone down big time 2022 best high flying wrestler Number one and winner, El Hijo de Vakingo. Number two, Ray Phoenix. Number three, Dante Martin. Number four, Commander. Number five, Will Ospreay. <sighs> I, I kind of either go with Mark, Dante Martin or Will Ospreay. Vakingo does some wacky, crazy stuff. He's almost like Sabu crazy when it comes to stuff I've seen. But it's all stuff that you... Guys are just waiting for him to jump on him. They're just watching him. Like at one point, there's this. I think I shared it on Twitter at one point. There's this clip. I think he was in uh, GCW or something, and he's like running on the side of like the, the the seating area, like against a wall, and he jumps off and does this crazy cannonball towards the ring. But it's just so stupid because his opponent. It's just standing there waiting for him. I watched him run this length of the wall to jump off it. It just looks so dumb because, like, you you just think, like, why did that guy just move? And I think someone wrote on there, like, well, they're not watching him. They're watching him do the flip. I'm like, no, people with normal people are watching everything, and they're and they're and they can clearly see the guy just standing there waiting for for him to run this length of the wall so I can do a flip on them and they just call them bullshit on it, you know? And that's why they, that's why wrestling's where it is at now, you know? Cause people are like, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all everyone knows what wrestling is. Yeah. They know what wrestling is, but they don't want, they want to believe. All right. Uh, most underrated 2022, uh, number one, Kenosuke Takeshka, number two, Jack Gable, number three, Ricochet, number four, Mustafa Ali, number five, Ricky Starks, um, Takeshita is a good pick. I don't know how much. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's really underrated. People know how he's really good. Um, he just doesn't win matches. He's won like what one over, but he needs to. He need to be winning more. Um, and now I haven't even seen him. I guess he's gonna be. I'm gonna see him next week when I go to uh, Dynamite at the Cow Palace. And I guess he's on the the Face of Revolution ladder match, which is. On Dynamite, not the pay per view, and so oh joy, I got to see a, a a crazy ladder match. So I'm looking. I just hope I just hope Powerhouse Hobbs wins because it's his home damn town. It's criminal that he's not featured on the build up to this show coming up. 2022 Rookie of the Year, number one and winner Braun Baker. Braun Breaker, number two. Hook, number three. Logan Paul, number four. Takuma Oroa. And number five, Solo Sokoa. Uh, Braun Breaker, clear winner. Um, no doubt about it. He uh, he is a future main eventer of WrestleMania, future top guy on the main roster. Um, Hook, a lot of people are expecting him to win. I, I, he should definitely be in it. He was uh, probably the in the running, but he, I, I wouldn't have voted him for him. He'd probably be my number two pick, but... Uh, Logan Paul, shit, there's a, there's a case for him to be Rookie of the Year. He's going to wrestle a handful of matches, but they're all good. But Braun Breaker, at the end of the day, um, top rookie, super rookie, future WrestleMania headliner, if all goes well, no big major injuries and no attitude issues. And from understanding, that, that's 
you don't see that with him or hear anything about that. So I think Braun Breaker is the right correct correct choice and should be a lot more of a landslide, honestly. Best non wrestler uh, wrestler uh, twenty twenty two number one Paul Heyman. Number two, William Regal. Number three, Don Callis. Number four, Stokey. Hathaway. Number five, fuck, this popped me. Oh, Rick Ross. Number five, oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, but Paul Heyman, yeah, the best. There's just there's no question about it. Wrestling of the Year 2022 Best Television Announcer. The winner, Kevin Kelly. Number two, Excalibur. Oh, my gosh. Number three, Rick Abani. Number four, Taz. Number five, Pat McAfee. Um, no, uh, no issues with Kevin Kelly winning really good. Um, you know, he's really good play. He's a top, he's one of the top of the, in the game, of course, today and really does a great job calling the matches in New Japan. I have nothing, I have no issue with this pick, but number two, guess Caliber, give me a break. Honestly, Ian Ricky Bonnie probably should be number, number two. Cause the work he did in those matches with the FTR and we, you could just tell, when he gets on the AEW shows and calls a Ring of Honor match, just the, the professionalism just just jumps out on uh, on the screen there on commentary. Excalibur just he's I don't I don't understand it why people just me because he says wrestling moves, but he just not the best. <laughs> Worst television now, sure. I think this kind of this is kind of a, a bad call. Corey Graves, number one. I don't know. I think Corey Graves is fine. Number two, Booker T. Number three, Jim Ross. Number four, Michael Cole. Michael Cole gets so much flack, and he's actually pretty good. And Kevin Patrick, of course, he's the guy that took over for Jimmy Smith on Monday Night Raw. But um, I kind of would go with Booker T because I have the NXT's episodes I've checked in on and uh, – just, just I don't know. He just I just don't I, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of Booker T on commentary. I kind of I want Pat McAfee to be back on WWE on SmackDown with Michael Cole because they're a great team, and I would love Wade Bear just to go back to uh, uh, NXT because I thought him and Vic Joseph was a very a very good combo. Um, Wrestling Observer 2022 Best Major Wrestling Show. Number one, AEW versus New Japan Forbidden Door. Number two, AEW Revolution. Number three, WrestleMania 38, Night One. Stardom. Number four, Five Star Grand Prix Finals. And number five, Clash the Castle, which was a, was a really good show. Um, I'm surprised SummerSlam's not in it. I thought SummerSlam was pretty good. But of the, of the AW shows, I thought the weakest one of the week was AW the Forbidden Door show. I thought that was a major disappointment. The build was horrible. The show itself, there's good matches, but nothing really blow away. I mean, unless you really like that Osprey Orange Cassie match, but the um, the three way with Jay White, Adam Cole, and, and Okada was a disappointment. Grant Cole, Cole was hurt, but um, Tanahashi and Moxley was was good, but not great. It's just you know, like I and I and it's crazy because after Forbidden Door was over, people were kind of like, eh, you know, it was <laughs> it was what it was, you know, like I, it was it was a, one of the first AWPs where people were not just universally just raving about it. So I'm surprised to see it number one there. Um, and there's a bunch of. Uh, other words here, but one we got to talk about. Um, not like I said, I don't want to go through the worst matches and overrated and all that kind of stuff. But best Booker, twenty twenty two Tony Con- Tony Khan wins again, and I just wow, not for twenty twenty two. I'm sorry, it's it's. <laughs> This year has been so inconsistent. The the I know he had a a challenge with the CM Punk Elite situation, but the shows have been uh, misses. And again, attendance is down. Uh ratings are 
down, though they just did a million viewers last week, which I thought was impressive for the show they put on, which wasn't much last week's episode. But how do you not vote for a Triple H here? This should have been his to win, right? After coming in, the 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 morale in at WWE, the morale with the fan base is low. With all the the chaos and the, and the, with the Vince McMahon and the allegations, sexual allegations, all that kind of stuff, and here comes Triple H, writes the ship, starts bringing fresh faces to the shows, uh, help helping guide the bloodline storyline, um, putting on tremendous shows since the second half of the year, you just, he just, you know, it's half a year. It was a, a huge half and he should have clearly won this. Uh, at Tony Khan, I, there's just no way. And then promoter of the year, man, Tony Khan. Well, he had some successful pay-per-views. He does that. He has, when it comes to buy rates, he has that. He has that. But again, attendance level dropping, Ratings dropping, interest level dropping, uh, chaos <laughs> in your locker room. Not just CM Punk and and the Elite. There was an Andrade and a Sammy situation. Um, you know, it's a wrestling locker room. It's a wrestling business, and it's always going to be drama. But you hear a lot of stuff from a lot of people that are close to the situation, and, and you know. It's not good. Number two was Dana White. Number three was Rossi Ogawa. And, you know, number number uh, four was Triple H. And number five, Nick Khan. Um, I don't know how this Rossi Ogawa has been so head, head of, of Triple H on these Best Booker Award and also uh, Promoter Year. I just, okay. I mean, these clearly... We got questions some of these voters here. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I I again I promoter of the year, declining ratings, declining tenants, you know. Promoter of the year. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um I think since Triple H is in that he's basically the, the face of the company. He is the creative mind of the company at this, you know, he's the quarterback of the creative team. Um, I would, you know, he's basically the quote, quote, the promoter. I mean, I guess get, Nick Khan could be up there as well, but like, I, I don't know. I think he should be, which I honestly, I'm not saying that you probably might be coming off as a pro WWE guy here, but I'm not, I'm just saying like this year though, like you can't, you can't turn a blind eye to the success of WWE this year. Um, yes, of course. First half, there was a lot of ups and downs, like, uh, you know, a lot of, just really depressing moments when it comes to their internally with Vince McMahon and hearing all that drama. But man, even the hardcore AEW fans have to say that WWE is greatly improved and this greatly improved because of one man and that's Triple H and, you know, and there's no reason why he didn't, show, especially book of the year. Come on people. So again, another very interesting year when it comes to the Wrestling Observer Awards, of course, everyone's not going to agree on a lot of stuff, but I just wanted to share my opinion on them. And I thought a good amount. I thought the, the voters got it right, but there's on a lot of the bigger awards, um, bigger awards, I thought they really, really got them wrong with, you know, Mox Rest of the Year, AW Promotion of the Year, Television Show of the Year, Dynamite. Um, I mean, you can't ignore WWE success, especially that second half. And and the, you can argue it's only the second half, but I would, I would argue back that it's a huge, huge second half they had. Huge improvement from show quality, from attendance figures, from ratings, from over, overall interest in the company, negative energy, replaced by positive energy from 
from how Triple H has uh, handled the, the situation since he was put in charge. I got to go with WWE on a lot of these awards here. I thought I thought they had a major, a, a big year, and we'll see if they can keep this momentum up going for 2020, uh, 2023. Uh, and we'll see if AEW could kind of light that spark again that they had. Of course, you know when they first started, it was all fresh and new. Same, you know, they got hit with the pandemic. They served, you know, they really, you know, did their best in that, and continue to. To have some interesting stuff, especially with CM Punk coming in and all that stuff. But then, man, 2023, I think creatively, has been their worst year ever. And so, I mean, sorry, 2022, excuse me. But 2023, I think it has to be the year that they really correct the ship on it. Because it feels like it's just treading water. A lot of the stuff they do... It has been like recycled over, you know, I can sense there's, you know, I don't think he'll admit this, but I can, I can just feel the burnout that Tony's experiencing because the, a lot of the finishes are the same. A lot of the, the angles are the same. Like how many times we got to see someone have to run a gauntlet to get to someone. Um, so yeah, I really hoping for, I'm hoping for improvement for AW and every company, you know, I want wrestling to be awesome everywhere. I want impact to just, you know, continue to, to move, regain some popularity. You know, I want to see, you know, just indies just booming. I want to see all that going, you know, so I'm rooting for everyone. Um, and I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just being honest and being critical. And, and I'm not going to point out if something doesn't look good. I do that with WWE. I'm point out if something doesn't work. I point out, didn't, you know, so, so that was it. That was the man wrestling observer 2022 awards. Whew. Let's see what 2023 going to look like after the year's done and, and what they're going to vote for. I, it's going to be a, a very interesting 2023. All right, everyone enjoy your weekend. Be safe. And I'll see you next week. Take care.